You're listening to Business Stories with Ryan Arcarachi, where I speak to business professionals from all walks of life. Thanks for listening, and let's get to it. Hey, everybody. It's Ryan. It is a new year, 2023. This is my first episode of the new year, so I'm pretty excited. Also happens to be my mom's birthday, so happy birthday, mom, if you're listening. Uh, Today's episode I'm excited about because it's an interesting uh, discussion with an interesting business. And if you think about a lot of the things that have happened in our world, uh, unfortunately, we have the unfortunate tragedies and the crimes that have been going on. Um, it's not something great to talk about in the new year, but it is a part of our reality sometimes. Um, and we always think about the first responders, the heroic people that come in to respond uh, when something happens. And we're, we're, we're great, grateful to have them. But we really don't think about the people that are the last responders, the people that have to come in and handle the aftermath. Uh, and my guest today, Michael Fullweber with BioOne out in Houston, Texas, he is one of the people really involved with that effort, the last responder effort, who I feel have uh, equal responsibility and equal weight on their shoulders to handle these situations and I know everybody listening probably has a lot of questions about this, especially me. But first of all, Michael, thanks for being here. And I really want to talk about your background, too, before we get into the business and how you came into this. So thanks for being on the show today. Appreciate it. Looking forward to it. And happy birthday to your mother. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'll let her know. So <laughs> let's talk about your, you know, before we get into Bio One, uh, your, your background, you, you've been in franchising a while, you've been in business a while. Talk to us about how you you fell into this sort of role in this business. Well, it's it's interesting. Everybody always asked me is how in the world did you get into trauma and crime scene cleaning? Right. Uh, it, it, it's an odd route, you know. I had a distribution company for twenty something years. Uh, I grew it, started some more companies, and sold them in two thousand fourteen. Was back consulting with them. And it must have been about 2016, this came across my desk as a franchise. And I said, you know, there is absolutely no way that I could be a crime scene cleaner. It's so far out of my comfort zone that, that, you know, I I have to move on. I'm never going to look at this email again. Well, I started diving in a little deeper. Mm -hmm. And the next thing you know, in 2017, I'm a crime scene cleaner, right? And within a few months, so so to to back up, this is obviously a franchise, like you mentioned, right? Um, so there are offices across the entire nation. Bio One has a pretty big footprint in the market, and so when I bought my company, we go to training. We have to get trained. We have to know what we're doing, right? We're on a scene because there's infectious diseases. Right. I mean, I didn't know how to protect myself from that. Went to the training, had my buddy out in Las Vegas that uh, was also in training with me. Mm-hmm. And as we know, in 2017, there was a mass shooting in Las Vegas. So within a few months of me opening my offices, my office, I'm in Las Vegas helping clean up that mass shooting. So that's how it kind of transitioned. I'm going to do it the next thing. I know I'm thrown in the fire and it is intense. 
and people ask me why I would do that. And I tell everybody, you have to have the right mindset and heart. Because when you deal with tragedy, a murder, a suicide, an undiscovered death, anything like that, and the family is there, they are so traumatized that they don't know what to do. And when we get done, you would be amazed at the families that hug us, cry with us, and say, thank you for removing this horrific thing in our lives so we can at least start putting one foot in front of the other right. and moving forward. That's the satisfaction that I would assume every crime scene cleaner gets. Right, right. I mean, and I, I'm in Las Vegas. I've, I've lived here for years, and I remember that day and i can't imagine first of all the stress of starting a business a new business obviously but on top of that you get thrown in with this situation like what is that what's going on in your head and how did you prepare or were you prepared to deal with that level of of a situation emotionally it impacted an entire city uh the community so what was that like for you so you know I have to be real careful because I don't know who's going to listen to this. Right. And if they're a victim, if they know a loved one. So I, I, I kind of have to walk on some eggshells out of respect. But right. to, to, to answer your question, you know, the Bio One corporate office does a great job training you to do the tech. They don't train you with your with any psychology, right. but you have the tools and skills in place to do the job. Now, when we got called out by the FBI, it was two weeks later. Mm -hmm. They had to investigate every single murder and every single shooting. And, you know, when we go on scene... It, in, in fact, as I'm telling the story right now, my, 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 the hair on my arm is standing up. My arms are standing up. Yeah. It's like time stood still. Every right. barbecue pit still had chicken, hamburger, hot dogs on them. Yeah. You could see every vending machine or every vending truck still had everything placed out in their window. Like I said, on their grill, uh, right as the incident happened, time stood still. That still haunts me a little bit mm -hmm. just because I can still see the bullet holes. Yeah. And it, and it, and it, and it, it's scary, but your city and this entire nation needed to move forward. And that's what, not only myself, I was not the lead on this, the Las Vegas office, James was. Mm -hmm. That yeah. was at the forefront of our mind to help. Yeah. Just so your community and this nation can, can, again, take that next step forward. Right, right. And I think, you know, when you think about it mentally, what you said is interesting that it's what you're doing is really helping people move forward, even though it's not easy to move forward from something like that. It's a process. But I think what you said is the positive side is you are helping people do that in a way. That's right. And, and you're there to, to, to sort of start that process. And what, I mean, what's, 
obviously you have to come in and do your job, but when you're there with a family or a loved one and it's extremely emotional and they're in shock, how, how do you process that and also try to do your job and try to balance being a human to be there with them and for them, but also try to do your job? Is it difficult to have that sort of balance there? You know, that, that's a really good question. And I'm asked this all the time. It, you know, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm your friend. I'm your neighbor. I'm a human being. Yeah. And I can give you examples, but out of respect for the family, I'll just kind of skip a rock right. across the waters, just not to expose a family. Right. Um, uh, there is one close here at home that, uh, you know, this, 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 this incident happened and this, this woman was murdered. Right. Right. And the family calls me, I show up and it's, it's their mother. Yeah. So just imagine that and everything's so fresh. Right. Uh, I show up and I can see their faces in its confusion, despair, anger. Yeah. And I, you say, I am here to help. And, you know, it's, well, where is your help before this murder happened? You know, so I become somewhat of a punching bag. Right. Um, but I have to read the family and I always say, I'm here to help. This is the next step. Um, I'm going to make this as best we can where the scene happens. Yeah. So that you can walk back in. And if you haven't been in there and you need closure, you know, I will let you know when the team is done. And some scenes can last anywhere from an hour to four to five hours in remediation. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty tedious. Yeah. And I tell the family, I said, look, I can walk you in and we can talk about it. Or I'll let you know when you and your family members can go in and you start to process it nine times out of 10, they want me to take them in there. Yeah. And sometimes they want to know the details. Sometimes they don't, they just want to be in the room where their loved one met God. Mm -hmm. they, they, they want to take away the, the evilness. Right. And they, they need to be in there. And this is where in this instance, their mother met God. And so, when you go in, they'll cry. I'll cry. I mean, you know, our entire team will start crying with them because this is real. Yeah. But again, like I mentioned earlier, they love on me. They love, love on my team. They hug me and they keep in touch with me. I follow them and ask them how they're doing because the trial process could take a year, could take two years. Yeah. And they know I'm always check. It wasn't just a job and it wasn't just a paycheck. It's real. This is life. And, right. Um, I actually am legitimately interested and concerned about how they're doing. If that, if that kind of answers your question as an example. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's important because you're not just coming in and doing a job and thinking I'm coming into doing my job and I'm going home. You're, you're, you're a human being, you're connecting with them on a human level. And it's good to see that you're there for them. Right. So that's, Correct. that's, that's important. I mean, let's talk a little bit about the, the brand um, 
and the franchise. And I'm curious about how, you know, you guys generate business and then also how do you deal with law enforcement and the people that are also involved with these situations? What's that relationship like? That's another interesting question. So law enforcement, for the most part, cannot refer this business. And that's standard across the entire U.S. Mm-hmm. Because let's assume they said you need to call Joe Bob Crime Scene Cleaning Company. They refer that to a family. Well, if Joe Bob goes in there, cleans it up, the family's not around, you know, where did where did Grandma's pearls go? Where is Dad's yeah. Rolex retirement watch? So, so they kind of shy away from that. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean we don't build relationships with law enforcement. They know we support them. You know, we will we will bring them pizzas. We will do whatever it takes to support them. Uh, just because we do care, because what they see is worse than what I see, and what. Yeah any crime scene cleaner sees. And because of that, there's a special place in my heart for them. And especially, um, you know, the paramedics, the fire department, uh, what, what happens is for instance, there's a bunch of police officers that I know here that know me personally, that that'll say, you know, you, you need somebody professional to come in and help clean this up. Mm-hmm. There are companies like, bio one that can come in and help you. Mm-hmm. That's how they subtly say, this is the company that you can trust without saying call bio one. Yeah. And I see. they're a good lead source. You asked about other lead sources. It's if you do a good job, nine times, well, let me back up nine times out of 10 in a tragic situation, homeowners insurance will cover this. So you start building relationships with these insurance agencies. Mm -hmm. And when you have competitors charging 10 to $15,000 for a remediation of any bio scene, and we're coming in at 2,500 to 4,500 and doing a better job, we become the preferred vendor. Mm -hmm. Then they'll, they'll say, I'm going to send Michael with bio one out there. He's going to look at it. He's going to give me an estimate. He has a crew. That'll be an hour behind him after all the approvals are done. Mm-hmm. They will start the process and help you. Okay, interesting. You know, you're not just involved in the the, the crime scene cleanup, but you're also involved. I looked on your website in uh, you know hoarding issues. Um, could be you know odor issues or, or remediation required by other you know things going on. Talk to us about that. Like, what other kinds of services? do you help with outside of the, the crime scene? Right. So hoarding is a whole different animal. Yeah. Uh, those clients hate us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, it, that is something that you really, really have to have a psychology or psychiatry hat on because we're strangers. And let's say, for example, a, a child of a mother or father or whatever calls us and says, look, my parents need help. Their, their, their house is in shambles. Mm-hmm. If all this clutter everywhere, we need help. Yeah. So, okay. So we, we go out there and I'm instantly the enemy because 
they look at their possessions and their stuff. Now, it could be a magazine from 1995. Let's call it a People magazine. Yeah. It's covered in roach feces and, uh, you know, it even could be human feces. I've seen the worst of the worst when it comes to, to hoarding. If yeah. you grab that magazine, they look at that as their possessions and you cannot throw that away. Right. So they also look at their possessions as I would think their savings account. Oh, at some point I can sell this. At some point I can sell that. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, you know, my, my sister may want this at some point and it's just cluttered. It's usually rotten furniture. And when we're removing stuff out of that home, boy, we have to have a family member running blocker with us yeah. just to truly show them that we're helping. And you have to use keywords like we're really here to make this house a home again. Yeah. So, and then I'll go and talk to the client and say, do you like to cook? And if they do, it's like, look at what we can do to your kitchen. You can right. now have a dinner party and invite people over again. And man, oh man, they fight us tooth and nail, but we're, we're truly trying to help them. And thank God we usually have a family member there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the end, it always goes back to, you can see them breathing easy again. You can see the fear of being exposed that somebody will see the clutter that they're living in. One, once that is eliminated, again, they hug us. It's right. amazing. Yeah. Uh, it, it's hard. It, it, it's hard to get somebody that hoards to move forward, but you also have to realize that it's a fire hazard. Right. If they have stuff against an outlet and their electricity arcs on the papers, oh gosh, it just breaks my heart knowing what could happen. Right. And so we have to kind of use that as well. It's so it's. I, I can't tell your listeners enough how nice it is to 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 get family members that are that are worse over that hump and start coming back to reality and having, like I said, not a house but a home again. Right, a place where the family can come, sit down, eat, talk, enjoy their time together. You don't have that when you're in that situation. It's it's like a it's a block, right? You can't have the grandkids over and make cookies, make cupcakes. You can't do that. Yeah. 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 This is interesting. So people listening that are interested in this kind of business, Michael, what kind of, uh, you know, I I just think that people don't think this is even a business or an opportunity, but I really think it is because I think it's what you do is it's a positive thing you're doing for a difficult situation for some people. Um, but you're, you're necessary. Uh, but I also right. think, you know, it's, you're a necessary, uh, business in, in our world, unfortunately, but, but there's a positive, there's a light at the end of the tunnel with it. Um, so what, like for people looking at this as an opportunity, people listening, what kind of advice or what kind of rec- recommendations can you give them if they're, if they have even an inkling of maybe some interest in this? Yeah, you've got to really have the, the the wanting to help mindset, the, the giving heart. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't make it, it makes it sound like I'm a saint. That's the furthest thing through, 
from that. If my wife was here right now, she would tell you stories how I am not the same. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, you've got to have that giving and willing heart. And yeah. um, if somebody was going to get in this and they called me and they said, Michael, you know, I know there's training involved. I want to be a bio one owner. And let's assume their market is open. And I, I, would, I would go over the giving heart aspect of it, but I would also say, can you handle seeing the worst of the worst in this world? Right. I can't tell you how many times I've had to go to apartment communities to where I have to have my gun on my hip mm -hmm. and my team has to have their gun because it's so frightening. Yeah. However, I'll, I'll make a caveat to that. Once they know what we're doing, as scary as a situation that, that our team could be in at, let's say, 11 o'clock at night, yeah, those people, whoever it is, will give us respect. They yeah. ask us questions. And they may want to rob us, hurt us. They may not want to do anything. But you know what? They respect what we do. And that's another aspect of it is, is people understand that, that you are truly there to help. Right. And so you've, you've got to kind of get over the, hey, this is a scary situation. I'm going to see the worst of the worst. I'm going to go to communities that are, that are, that are a little nerve wracking. Yeah. You, can, you just have to mentally challenge your mind. Um, the things that I've seen, you know, I'm not a military person. They've seen worse than I, what I could imagine. I'm not in law enforcement and I'm not a, in, in the fire department. They've seen it all. Yeah. And they're trained to see that all. We're, we right. weren't trained from the psychological standpoint. And I, you know, I, 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 I I guess I can be a little graphic. This is what I do. I did a murder suicide of an elderly couple yeah. and they were in their eighties. He killed her and he grabbed a shotgun and, and, and killed himself. Well, as we're cleaning, you know, we're finding his brain. We found his face behind the bed. And so if somebody were to ask me, how do I get into it? What am I challenged to see? I would give them that example in a heartbeat. Just because, <clears throat> excuse me, just because, um, you, you know, they, they, you want to give them something they've got to be prepared for, obviously. Right. This is That's not, right. I mean, you know, we're not talking a, a scratch or two. This is, this is pretty, pretty serious. And this is something you have to be mentally ready to experience. That's correct. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I think this has been an interesting conversation. I got to say, Michael, I, I, I think on behalf of everybody, we are appreciative of, of the people that do what you do and you yourself. Just it takes a lot of heart uh, and bravery and compassion to do what you do. So thank you so much uh, for having this conversation, but also for what you're doing for the communities out there, especially for here in Las Vegas, what happened. Uh, you know, we need people like you to, to be there for us. Um, I know you're also involved in franchise consulting too. Um, you know, talk to us a little bit about that. Uh, you know, how are you helping people in that area? Is this something you're in also for this brand? Are you also 
consulting people and potentially looking at bio one as an opportunity too. Is that something you, you talk about with a lot of people? Yeah. So I, I'm truly blessed to have a team at bio one that can go out in the field and, and handle the day to day. I don't have to do the day to day anymore. In fact, I've got a team in the field right now handling a death. Yeah. And that gave me the time to back up. And I said, well, what else can I do to help people? And a lady that, that, that brought me into buying bio one, I reached out to her and she goes, why don't you sell franchises? Yeah. And I said, what does that look like? And we talked about it. And I said, you know what, what's really amazing and cool is I can lead people to their next opportunity in life. If they want freedom of owning their own business. That struck me. Yeah. I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. Could you imagine guiding somebody, let's say in my age, I'm 49, to a business where they have freedom, they have financial freedom, and they're, they're, they're making the path for their own destiny. That is why I got into franchise consulting. And Bio One, yes, is one of our brands. We have over 600 brands. And of course, Bio One is close to my heart. That, uh, right. That's my baby. Um, and most people don't know that if you call somebody like myself, you don't, you're not charged by us. We're truly a consultant. Yeah. So we'll, we'll guide you through the path and counsel you on what may fit for you, your lifestyle, your family. And then once we find that, the franchisor will compensate us. Right. Yeah. And that, that's, that's, again, that's, that's, that's having that, that, that willingness to help mindset. And that's why that was a, per this, I should say, this is a perfect fit for what I'm doing right now. And I'm excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's great. I know you're, you're involved with the IFPG. It's a great organization. I know some of the people there, I know Red and uh, I work with a lot of IFPG consultants. It's if, if you've never heard of the IFPG and you're listening, check them out. Talk to Michael. There's a lot of opportunity in that organization for business ownership and even just being a consultant. Uh, it's, it's a great opportunity there too. So, yeah. Well, Michael, this has been an interesting conversation. Any Anything you've got coming up, any events or things you're doing um, you want to put out there right now? Yeah, uh, I'll be in Miami uh, next week, which will be, I think, the 26th through 27th, 28th for okay. an IFPG. They call it a mixer. Yeah. So we get to meet some of the CEOs of, for example, Big O Tires and Midas or their representative and learn about their brand. And what's cool about that is, you know, I don't know everything about Midas. I know the name, but we get to go to these things get this knowledge. And if there is a client that's interested in buying a Midas, Hey, I went and met the guy that owns the thing. Right. Here's what it takes. This, and so I'm excited about that. As far as uh, anything going on with bio one, shoot, give it 10 minutes and the phone will ring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, this has been good, Michael. I really appreciate you talking to me. I look forward to the, you know, more conversations and continuing the relationship uh, here and there. And, and hopefully we can connect with the IPG. I, I do go to some of the events here and there. So I, I definitely think we'll run into each other at some point, hopefully. 
hopefully we can meet in person. But um, yeah, if you're listening and you found this uh, conversation interesting, you want to reach out to Michael about opportunities, especially with Bio One or any others, please do. And uh, Michael, I wish you all the continued success with everything going on and have a great new year. Let's keep in touch, okay? Well, I certainly do appreciate, Ryan, the opportunity to talk about Bio One and, and coming on. And, uh, and again, the most important thing is happy birthday to your mother today. Right, right. <laughs> all right, have a good day and thank you again. Thank you, Ryan. Hey, this is Ryan with the Business Stories Podcast, and I want to let you know that we are looking for sponsors for episodes. If you have a company that wants to sponsor an episode, please reach out to me at livingryan at gmail.com. And thanks again for listening.